what's the point of all this shit if we can't share it with people that we care about and that we love? Thank you for tuning in again to an episode of Non-Sexual Soulmates. I'm your co-host Kaylee and Kayla's on maternity leave. So you just have to deal with me. Sowie. Anyhow, um, if you are just joining us for the first time, welcome. Um, I can't say that this is going to be one of our top tier episodes because like I said, my delightful and charming co-host is not here. But, you know, we're making it work. Making it work. Um, So, yeah, if it is your first time, definitely go back and check out some of our older episodes. Um, I'm a fan of episode 11 in particular and 15. Anyhow. Um, But if you're coming back, thank you. We appreciate you. We love you. I can't say enough. And thank you for tolerating my spicy rage fest last week and coming back. So here we are. I thought that this week I would do an abrupt tonal shift and try to be a little bit more uh, of a positive Penelope instead of a Debbie Downer. So my question to the audience is, what does friendship mean to you? What words would you use to describe a friend? What does it mean to you to be a friend uh what what qualities do you value what do you look for in somebody um yeah tell me about it because i want to know because really at the root of what we're doing is celebrating friendship and whatever it looks like and however it comes and i think that we've really wanted to use this podcast just to highlight that even in these moments where Kayla and I have like completely different opinions on stuff, even when they're jokes, it's sort of what makes friendship so great that you can understand each other and laugh at each other and yourself and just enjoy somebody for all of their quirks and their good qualities and appreciate everything they do differently. So now that I've asked you the questions, I think I'm just going to try to think of myself what I consider to be a value in friendship. And I think, I think for me, the biggest one is probably going to be being genuine and being consistent. So I know we've touched on this before, but I kind of felt like growing up a lot of times that I was misunderstood and... I just felt uneasy sometimes with people like I was never sure if they really liked me or not and part of that was probably due to my own insecurities about different things but I think part of it too when you're young is like everyone's just trying to figure stuff out so it's not really the fault of anybody else in that situation but as an adult I've definitely really come to appreciate when I just feel like somebody's being real and genuine with me and I in turn really try hard to emulate that and to give that back to people. And by a similar token, I try really hard not 
to put myself in situations where I have to fake it to be polite because it just feels so incongruent with my own personal values and it honestly just makes me feel gross. Um, and consistency is just a big deal to me because when people are hot and cold, it really makes me feel uneasy and unsteady and then I get really in my head and I don't, I just don't know how to interact with that, with a person like that. And I spend so much of my day tending to other people's emotional states that if I just don't feel as though the person that I'm spending my time with cares about me and trusts me and knows me well enough to give me the benefit of the doubt, I just, I, I get exhausted trying to guess how they're feeling and I after doing that all day with clients I don't have the energy man to do that with people in my free time um what else do I value I think I well I mean it's the same thing of being genuine it's just being honest um I really appreciate when people just don't sugarcoat things and I appreciate when people give me the honor of being themselves. Um, I've had a number of, you know, different people that I've met over the years and, you know, some I'm closer to than others, but I can definitely say that the people that have made the biggest impression on me and that I have appreciated, even if they were only in my life for a short season, were people that just sort of said what they were feeling. Um, I think it's kind of a hard thing to do, but it just makes me feel more at ease. You know, if you're always trying to make everything seem great, wonderful, and shiny, I don't know what to do with that. And it makes me uncomfortable. And I don't know how to be that way. And then I just get wor worried that you're not going to like me at all. By the flip side, I do know some people who just have a genuinely sunny disposition. And I also value that so much because I know that my voice eternally sounds like it's sarcastic. I don't know how to take this tone out. It's my baseline. It's just where I live. It's what I'm comfortable with. I can kind of put on a customer service voice when I need to at work. But again, by the end of the day, man, I just don't have it in me to keep on. So that's a big deal. Um, I also really value people that have perspective and empathy. Um, someone that's not empathetic, I don't know how to relate to. And Kayla and I have talked about this a lot, of just being able to appreciate different points of view and different opinions, people who can be flexible and who can be understanding of other points of view. I don't know how to have conversations and spend time with people who just, even if they don't agree with someone, can't find a space that they share. Because as I've talked about before with my previous career, I mean, I have been around and met and dealt with all kinds of people who've done some really heinous things, but I can still empathize with certain situations in their life. You know, for example... I supervised a lot of people who committed child sex crimes and I could still empathize with the feeling of fear facing the unknown of a long prison sentence. 
I don't know what that's like exactly because I haven't faced that myself. And I'm not saying that they don't deserve to serve that time. But I could still see the anxiety and try to meet them in that space and talk about good coping skills and what do we do and how do we prepare and what to expect. Because again, at the end of the day, I think if you dehumanize somebody, you lose a piece of your humanity. And so I try as best as I can to surround myself with people who, yes, can make horrible jokes and can tolerate the darkest of humor, but also can take a step back and say, you know, there's a person behind every set of eyeballs and that person has value, even if they've done crazy shit. Moving along, something I have tried really hard to do as a friend is to not jump to conclusions and not be judgy. I think growing up in an evangelical home can sometimes make it really easy to jump to quick assumptions about people because it's kind of how you're raised. At least it was for me. And it's not something that I'm proud of, but... I do think that in some of those years, I did learn how to have an opinion and how to form an opinion and hold a line and have a different opinion than other people. And so I can take value and appreciation away from that. But I do try, kind of going back to the empathy thing, to keep my mouth shut and keep my opinions to myself until I've let that person sort of speak their whole thought and I try not always successfully to withhold judgment and then you know ask for permission to give someone my input because if they don't want it it's really not my business to give that was a really pivotal lesson for me like unsolicited advice is actually received as criticism And I totally know it's true because when people do it to me, I hate it. And I'm like, excuse you, did I fucking ask for your opinion? Um, But it's crazy. I didn't really realize how often I was doing that and how that was such a pattern. Um, So that's definitely been something that I've learned in myself to try to get back to other people because I just, I know how much it makes me feel at peace and at ease around someone else. Um, Next... I don't know. I appreciate humor. And we've touched on that before. Obviously, I've got a dark sense of humor. And I'm not embarrassed by it. Gallows humor is just such a big part of what you do to survive. And I was having a whole conversation with myself about this the other night. When I was like not falling asleep. I think in some jobs, you absorb a lot of darkness. Whether it's from hearing people's problems or observing people's, you know, hurt or seeing the way that people hurt each other or hearing stories, uh, it just sort of can settle into your bones if you don't find a way to expel it. And obviously, there's great healthy things to do like exercise and yoga and meditation and those are all practices that I love and that I enjoy, but I still think a key piece of 
of dealing with that is dealing in dark humor and gallows humor because if you don't expel some of that darkness it just it hangs with you and it weighs you down and it's heavy and not everybody gets it and they don't have to and some people get bothered by it and some people don't want to hear it and sometimes the thing that you're joking about might be a trigger point for another person and it's okay for them to have that trigger and it's still okay for you to make those jokes and so if you learn that there's a person that's not not a fan you know that's just not the person that you have those kind of conversation with and that's all right but one thing i've learned is that i can be selective of my audience i don't have to censor myself and i also can't be responsible for anticipating every little thing that might bother somebody else if someone comes to me and directly says hey x y and z kind of got under my skin or made me feel bad that's on me to own and then make changes for the future and you know dealing with that particular person but i don't accept the belief that it's my job to guess all of those things ahead of time because i i can't i can't manage my own feelings super great sometimes i definitely can't manage everybody else's too next i thought that in honor of Kayla, who's not here with us, I would take a couple minutes just to kind of give her a shout out, because I think if she were here, it would make her so uncomfortable, but she's not, so I'm going to take advantage. Um, obviously, you guys that are listening have gotten to know us a little bit, and some of you listening already knew us before, and we appreciate all any and all genres of people that are supporting us. Um, But Kayla is somebody that is fiercely protective over people that she loves. And I am so happy and also kind of (laughs) jealous of her new baby. Because that kid is going to be so loved and so protected. And there is not going to be any doubt that his mom will fucking throw down for him if need be. Um, and obviously his dad will be the same way, but I'm bragging about Kayla right now. Um, also Kayla is incredibly goofy and it's one of the greatest things about her because she, as I've said before, is way cooler than me. She is way better style. She's so good at dancing and knows all this like hip hop music stuff that I am fascinated by and have no clue about and I think my whole life I've always been like am I are we sure that you want to hang out with me because you're definitely cooler than I am I also have this core memory of going to visit Kayla for the first time when she moved to Austin and I felt like such a schlub like a country bumpkin and I like myself and it's fine but y'all it was so funny Kayla just had her like little like cute outfits on and whatever else and I was like I look like I should be going to the beach and that's it um I also appreciate that Kayla is just herself and just goes for it and I know we've talked about this before in other episodes but man like she gets it in her head that she's gonna do something and like that is it like 
Kayla's going to do it. And no one's going to get in her way. And I joked with her about it before, how sometimes she'll be, like, nervous about stuff that's, like, not a big deal. But then if somebody tries to underestimate her, it's like, it is on. She gone. Um, so just note to self, if, if any of you want to underestimate Kayla about the podcast, she'll bury all of you and then we'll be famous. Um, and then I think just most of all, I just appreciate Kayla for doing this with me. And I've told her that a thousand times, but it's just over the years. And even in like high school, we were always trying to start like a Bible study or we started writing a book that I have to find because I'm sure I would laugh so hard at it now, but I loved that over the years I've been like here's a project and Kale's like oh I have I was thinking that too and you know she's like let's let's do it and then we do it versus you know people who are like oh yeah let's get together sometime like I don't think Kayla's gonna tell you that she wants to get lunch with you unless she actually wants to get lunch with you and I really admire that about her um I wish I had more stories to illustrate my points. Like I said, this has been an abrupt tonal shift from our last episode. Uh, I don't think I'm going to let this get real long. Because it's probably getting a little bit sappy. But I appreciate you guys. I appreciate friendship. And I appreciate relationships. And we've, you know had a little bit of a break with maternity leave and and things like that but I kind of am wanting to reorient myself uh to the reason that we started this which was again at a minimum to get to hang out with and talk to my friend that doesn't live locally uh for a little bit each week and at the best case scenario create a space to share stories and to laugh with people and to celebrate um, things that we find funny and things that we find sad and difficult and hard and all of the people that make our life colorful and interesting and the relationships that make the memories that make living fun and worth it. And what's the point of all this shit if we can't share it with people that we care about and that we love so I'm being sappy today and embracing it and being thankful and also reminding myself of things that are important to me um, to spend time with and also as a good reminder to myself that there's always room for me to grow and there's always ways for me to be a better friend and to remind you guys of the same thing so reach out, let us know what you value in friendships, let us know if you want to, what things that you're trying to work on to be a better friend yourself. Um, tell us about your non-sexual soulmate. Who's the person that you've been friends with forever that y'all just click, um, that you th- feel like you've known longer than this lifetime? Because we want to celebrate it with you and we love it. Um... That's it, people. I'm sorry I said um so much. Anyhow, I hope you've had a wonderful week. 
I hope to hear some snarky tales from some of y'all. I definitely will say that uh, TikTok had some things to report about Kayla's rant of couples sitting next to each other, and it absolutely cracked me up. It was it was like a 50-50 split. Half the people said Kayla was out of pocket, and then the other half said anyone that sits next to their spouse is a serial killer. Um, so it was great. I love that Kayla and I are opposites on that, and then I loved that everyone from the internet that sounded off fell in one of two camps. It affirmed my feeling that people do not have mediocre opinions about that. It is one or the other. <laughs> I'm wondering if any of y'all have spouses that feel opposite of you on that. Does one of you really want to sit next to your spouse and then your spouse is like, hell nah, we only sit across and then who wins? Okay. I've already said like 15 times I'm signing off and I think that I put dinner in the oven and I can smell it, which makes me feel as though it's burning. So I love you, bye, and stay free-range, my turkeys, and I will see you next Tuesday. Thank you for listening to the Non-Sexual Soulmates Podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, please share with a friend and consider subscribing and reviewing. It would mean the world. You can find our faces and more outrageous content over on Instagram at non-sexual underscore soulmates and on TikTok at non-sexual soulmates. Our full videos are also on YouTube. If you want to share your own stories, we'd love to hear them. You can call us and leave us a voicemail. You can find our phone number, email, and all of our other links in the show notes. Until next time, you turkeys.